go time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your po- or this is your pro wrestling week in review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the airwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast on your favorite social media needs. And also ch- check us out on your favorite podcast catcher like iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to talk pro wrestling. Today's the 25th of September. Yeah. And we're going to go flip it back to last Friday and f- see what happened. Yeah, smack it up and flip it and turn it back. Yep. All right. So, last Friday, um, we had, I guess this was the build up. Well, no, they had one more show before payback. Or what's it? Gold Rush. What is it? Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Gold, Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Um, not a lot of takeaways from this show. What do you think, Brock? Yeah, it was just filler to me. Yeah, they're, it looks like they're doing this whole thing where the Miz and Morrison keep trying to steal the uh, Money in the Bank contract. Uh, I think Tucker's in on it. I think Tucker's in on it, too. Uh, which is a shame you're going to break up heavy machinery. It's like we talked about last week. What other real tag teams do you have? Yeah, mm-hmm. The Miz and Morrison are going to end up getting that Money in the Bank contract somehow. Yeah, because I think Vince regrets the whole uh, Otis experiment. I think he does, too. I think that was back in the day before, like, they knew if Roman was going to come back and whatever they were going to do, tried something different. I think with Roman coming back, he's like, I'm not giving him that. You don't need, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could have him cash in and not win. I don't see him beating anybody for the title. Yeah. Or having any kind of title run. True. It'd be cool if he did, just because it'd be somebody different in that mix. Yeah. But I just don't see them doing it. I don't think he's ready for it yet. No, he's still pretty new. He's still pretty new. I would like to see them, like, maybe try to go after the tag belts, try him out with that for a little bit. You know? I mean, a lot of people said that they were gonna, he was going to cash it in and use it for the tag belts, which is a waste of the money in a bank. Oh, such a waste. Briefcase. Especially when there's only two other tag teams <laughs> And on you can show. pretty much get a number one contendership <laughs> pretty easily. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Alexa Bliss with her whole uh, Bray Wyatt shit that she's got going on? They're going to make it take too long, and it's going to be dumb. Probably. Well, we learned that they do dumb things as we get to Monday night here pretty soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Um, I thought the end match was good, Roman and Jey Uso. Roman Reigns is going to destroy Jey Uso at this pay-per-view. I still wish, I still hope for a, a finger poke of doom. I don't, I, I don't know. They're doing so much like Jey Uso is like, so naive that he thinks <laughs> you know Roman... What it reminds me of? What? Chester and Spike from Looney Tunes. <laughs> Where, where Roman Reigns is Spike. Yeah. And then Chester is uh, J.U. says, like, oh, come on, come on, Roman, let's go beat him up. Come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, so excited. <laughs> After the match was over, like, Jay's hugging Roman. Roman's, like, smiling, like, all right. And he's, like, jumping up and down, like, shaking his hand. And, like, he turns around and he's, like, giving it to King Corbin. And then Roman just stone-faced him. Like, just, and, like, Paul Heyman does. Paul Heyman's great because he does, like, the he's confused face, you yeah. know, like, Oh, they're hugging. Are they friends? And then, like, Roman just dropped his hands and then just started, like, staring this mean hole. And Heyman did the evil, like, you know, like, oh, there it is. You know, he's great with the faces. Like, he's scared and and terrified. Like, what's going to happen? And then he's like, (laughs) you know. So I think Roman's going to just, it's going to be the bigger. This is like a slow hill turn. Like he, yeah. This this will be the the culmination of it. This is it. Beating up his family member because he's really gonna not just bust him open. Yeah. Not just pin him, he's going to hurt him, and it's going to be like, oh, he's really, really angry. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, SmackDown was at least better than stupid fucking Monday Night Raw, because let's get to Monday Night Raw. In the beginning of Monday Night Raw, we are happy to know that an organization that's terrorized all your employees, beat up officials, beat up announcers, broke things, destroyed cocktailed an electrical battery, uh, broke property, you signed them to a fucking contract. Yes. Because they needed a contract. Who are also NXT staff who are already under contract. (laughs) And if you sign them to a contract, wouldn't you have to know their names to get their accounts and all that? Be like, oh, you're Dominic Dijakovic. No, I'm T-Bones. Oh, my God. Then they changed their name. T-Bar. 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 Mace. Slapjacks. Slapjacks. Slapass. T-Bag. Did you notice now that... um, I saw on Twitter, I've been checking them out, Slapjack, or whatever the fuck his name is, changed his name on Twitter to Shane Slapjack Thorn, and then crossed out the Shane Thorn. So they're going to let them acknowledge who they are? Apparently he's acknowledging who he is, and they're letting that well. T-Bar and Mace are still... I, I feel so bad for Dominic Dijakovic. I know. This guy, he has to lose to Keith Lee, finally gets up here, and now he's T-Bar. Here's the thing, though. They could have done so a storyline with all of these people. Yep. Dijakovic is like the only guy who's beaten Keith Lee. Yep. Ever. Like, they, they could use that. Like, I'm the only guy to beat this guy. And here he comes up and he's in the title picture right away when yeah. I'm down here floundering in NXT. There's his storyline. Yeah. Dio Madden. Last time we saw him on Raw, he got killed by Brock Lesnar as an announcer. Like, yeah. oh, I was here as an announcer. I get beat up and nobody cared. No one that cared. That could be his storyline. Yeah. Shane Thorne's partner got deported or whatever, didn't he? Yeah. And he was under the Hurt Business under... Uh, uh, MVP for a while there, and then Brendan Vink, he's no longer tagging with him. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's so they dumb. They have storylines that are cool that they that could have been relevant to what the message of this group is. Brock, they don't care. It's, Vince McMahon... It's stupid yeah. Dark Knight Rises crap that they're trying to do. Yeah, wearing like a Bane mask with red fucking contacts and face paint. Why would Dominic Dijakovic wear that? And the thing about it is, I don't even think he's supposed to be Dominic Dijakovic in disguise. Yeah. That would have been the best thing is like, you know what I mean? Like if they would have been like, oh, these are these guys, who are these guys? And you know, they rip off the mask like, oh my God, that's Dominic. And he's like hiding and then like, then there's... It was so stupid when they did rip off their mask and you're like, oh, there's Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez and no one says anything. No one even goes, oh, look, that's fucking Mia Yim. Like, or they just make you think we're supposed to feel like we're so dumb yeah. that we don't know that that's Dominic Dijakovic, and you're not allowed to say it. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to go, oh, shit, that's, what's Dijakovic doing here? Why would Mia Yim be attacking her own fiancé? Yeah. But we don't know who they are. It's a mystery person. They signed a fucking contract. I mean, first of all, the contract signing thing is so stupid. Why did it have to be said? Like, it didn't have to be said. Why do you even have to say? Just say they're a They said it over and over and over again, too. And it says it gives them freedom to do whatever they want to whoever they want. Well, they already had freedom. That's not how a contract works, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. They already had freedom. They were doing whatever they wanted. Yeah. What what more did they want to do other than Molotov cocktail electrical boxes and flick lights? I, I, I think this is the stupidest thing WWE has ever done. And there's been some dumb shit. Is this I, the worst stable in all, of all time? This is the worst fucking stable I've ever heard of. I think the Job Squad was better than this. Yeah, it, the job- here's the thing that, about this, though. It had so much potential. It did. Really good. It did. Like, you you know, could have brought back all of these like guys. That, like That could be how you brought back uh, Drake Maverick and some of these other ones that they've brought back. Yeah. 
bring them back with this group. But instead, and no, give them some people. kind. Well, here's another thing, Brock. Like you already have Seth Rollins as the Monday Night Messiah, right? Wouldn't it make more sense if like this was a Seth Rollins thing yeah. because the wrestlers on Raw weren't following his orders? You know, mm-hmm. falling out with him. So you have a bunch of NXT guys that he brainwashed. You don't have to call him retribution. Just have them jumping and attacking people until you figure out, oh, these these guys are working for Rollins. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it's all it's all these disgruntled people that are that are disciples of Rollins instead of we're retribution. But we're not even we're not even retribution because I'm Dominic Dijakovic and I feel like I've been screwed. I'm T Bar. Yes. Who has no real reason to be pissed off. I'm fucking T-Bar. It's the stupidest thing I've ever... This show was the dumbest Monday Night Raw I have seen. I've seen some dumb Monday Night Raws. I haven't seen a Monday Night Raw this dumb. Because then let's keep going. So the next thing, you had a tag team triple threat contenders match. Real quick. The definition of retribution is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for wrong or criminal act. Yeah. They've never said anything about what the wrong act or whatever else. They just go... Your sins are gonna pay for your. We're gonna bring what sins? What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Because again, I'm not supposed to believe that you're Dominic Dijakovic, yeah. who's mad at Keith Lee. You're T Bar, who we don't even know what a fuck T Bar is, and you're Mace. Yeah, and you have to but wrestle. They had storylines they could have just ran with for totally. all three of those guys. Totally. So but instead, they just make these stupid storylines uh, involve NXT, so it doesn't really. Why don't they just wear shirts that say Vince made us wear this outfit? Because that's basically what it is. This is so. Well, they're going to drop it after Survivor Series. We'll never see any of those guys again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. You know, Vince is probably like, Retribution, T Bar, Mace, Mia, Jack, <laughs> Mia, yeah. Oh, wait a <laughs> We need to think of a name for Mace. I got Teabag and Slap Ass for the other two. Or Slap Nuts. I don't know what we can oh, call Mace. Oh, Slap Nuts is even. We just call him Moose or. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll just call him Dio Madden. Dio Madden. <laughs> what are Mia Yim's and they're they're gonna have something? It's gonna be like what Razor Claw. It's gonna be oh so dumb. Like Razor. Their masks don't hide their identity at all. Not at all. Oh. It's clearly Mia Yim with, with a covering <laughs> over her face. I mean, at least have her dye her hair, but she's probably still going to be on NXT. They're not, because Martinez wasn't on, and neither was Mia Yim in the Battle Royal. Oh, okay. So they're they, fu- that Battle Royal was filled with some people I've never seen before. They have dropped, like, see again. Mercedes Martinez <laughs> lost to uh, yeah. um, Rhea Ripley, and yep. instead of continuing that feud, she's just on Raw now. But the only good thing I, I'll, I'll talk about, I'll bring those two back here in a little bit, but let's go on to the next thing. So you had, a, you had a triple threat tag team match, and I'm like, they don't have three tag teams. They have one because the Viking Raiders are hurt. So they brought Angel Garza and Andrade out again. Makes cause, sense. Because even though they're they fell again. out last week, they're friends again. Yep. Then you tagged Dominic Mysterio with Umberto Carrillo, because they never tagged before. How they're a tag team all of a sudden. Yeah. And then Rollins and Murphy were back together, but then Rollins screwed over Murphy. And... You know, the thing about it is, it's like, it wasn't bad, right, Brock? From a wrestling perspective, oh, yeah, it, was great. it was entertaining. But it's Angel Garza and Andrade again yeah. versus Street Profits <laughs> for the 900th time. Hopefully they win this time. Hopefully they win. Does it even matter if they win? Like, what's But if you win, who are you going to fight again? Yeah. Street Profits. Street Profits. Right. You're not, who else are you going to fight? They're going to win because they're winning on their own. Instead of winning with whatever. Yeah, because she's. I think she's going to be a wrestler now instead of a manager. So then you had um, KO had Shane McMahon on, and it turned into a Raw Underground 
segment where you have uh, Daba Potato uh, versus <laughs> Braum Strowman. And Why do you need a commercial for the show that you're watching? Yeah, it's a commercial for a segment that's going to be on later. Yeah. yeah, so absolutely dumb. I feel so fucking bad for Kevin Owens that this is what he has to do. Now he's going to fight Dava Potato down the road or whatever his name is. Um, then they came, him out, though. Yeah. They came out. They had a fight. Um, we could talk about Raw Underground then. Then, then Braum Strowman kicked his ass and Raw Underground, which, what was the point of that? Why did you bring yeah. Braun Strowman over to destroy your Raw guy to make him look pathetic? Makes no sense. <laughs> the only thing I like is I like Dolph Ziggler fights in Raw Underground. I think they're good. Why does he have V, like, neck jeans? Like, I watch that and it's like, it's the strangest cut of jeans. It's ever. weird jeans. Yeah. But he's really good. Like he does Chuck Norris action jeans. Those, tr- those shoot fights that he does, he's good at that. You know, he's a hell of an amateur wrestler. Yeah. I don't mind. What do you think about his matches in there, Brock? I think they're all right. He's good. A lot of the guys have good matches in there. Riddick Moss is good in Raw Underground. He knocks people out. He knocked out poor Eric from the Viking Raiders. Oh. <laughs> He'll be doing nothing. But, yeah, Braun Strowman killed Dava Tatoes and, and, and wrecked him. Potatoes. So that was dumb. Um then you had Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre again that you knew it wasn't going to end in, a, in an actual finish because that's the new thing. Randy Orton beat it, came in and interrupted that. Um, I didn't understand why Selena Vega and Mickey James were having a number one contenders match. Mickey James just lost her title match, and then uh, Selena Vega goes from never wrestling to be the number one contender. Well, she's they they wrestled just to, to clear up the botch from last week. Yeah. But yeah, Vega's gonna, Vega's not a bad wrestler. Yeah, she's not bad. She's good. Um, and more stupid booking. Cedric Alexander, you have a big hill turn for him. He gets a win. He's getting some like moxie to him, and then Apollo Cruz just beats him clean in like a couple minutes. I don't understand the hurt business. I've never seen more flip flops in a night than the big show. Oh, the the hurt business. They're bad. One one, one segment they're fighting off retribution. They're yes. good guys. Then the next segment they're beating up. Uh, Ricochet and Apollo Crews and their bad guys again. Makes no sense. Nothing makes any sense. I like the Hurt Business. It's the only thing I like about Raw. I do too, but this is so weird. Now, more bullshit on this show. Then you had Seth Rollins revealing... They're doing the whole Seth Rollins' daughter, or Rey Mysterio's daughter, isn't really his kid. This is 2005 Eddie Guerrero story all over again. But you won't mention fucking Eddie Guerrero anywhere during this thing. No. It's Rey going, we've already been through this. That's in the past. Like, fucking name drop your best friend at the time. Yeah. Like, probably not allowed. Yeah, probably not. But so it, it was I, so stupid. This is the one I, I watched this much of Raw, and I was like infuriated. I yeah, shut it off. so dumb. I mean, I think what they're doing with this Brock is you're going to see uh, Ray's daughter fall in love with um, Murphy to find out that it's her dad. No, to find out <laughs> yes. to find out that Murphy's really still working for Rollins, and this is all just a trick. To like screw over the Mysterio family, you know, oh, yeah. How he's like all sad because Seth beats him up and grabs him by his beard and yells. At him. I do like watching him yell at Buddy Murphy, you know. But this is gonna be a because he's like twenty eight years old, she's nineteen. It's kind of weird, but yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know the whole Mysterio family. This is what they're doing. Poor. They'll probably do something sick where like Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins banger or something like that. You know, I would be surprised. Dominic's in on it. What? Okay. It's going to be strange. Now it's too far. Now the next stupid segment on here is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the women's tag team champions. Um, 
they're going to fight the Riot Squad at the pay-per-view. The Riot Squad is going to get killed by these yes. two. <laughs> but, like, they destroyed Lana and Natalia in, like, two seconds in a match, right? And then, like, the Riot Squad, like, gets in their faces, and then Shayna Baszler, like, just steps towards them, and the Riot Squad goes running away. I'm like, there ain't no fucking chance in hell these two little girls are going to beat this monstrous of a team. Now, that brings me to my point that the only people, I think, that are a team that stand that could go head-to-head with Nia and Shayna is, is, the, big show is, the, is the Retribution team. Oh, Mia yeah. Yim and Mercedes are actually tough chicks. Yep. Because the rest of the raw women are all little dainty girls other than Asuka. Yep. That, like, who's going to beat Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler? It's, they, like, Lana just gets beat up every week, too. That's her new thing. That's a shame. That's Retribution for Miro. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Yeah, That's maybe they'll fight them. They are a powerful team. I think Baszler and Jax would probably take some of the men tag teams. Yep. Probably. Um, Asuka then beat Peyton Royce, which was just a dumb match, too. I thought they were supposed to push Peyton Royce, but she just gets beat every week now. Oh, don't worry. They're back together now. Yeah. yeah. They're not tag team. They're just friends. They don't know what to do. And then Retribution fought the Hurt Business, and, of course, it turned in. I don't know where all these other Retribution members come from. They come from NXT. There's all these other members that aren't signed, or they signed, but they're not signed. And Only the main five are signed. Yeah. So why are those other guys allowed to be there then? Yeah. 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 And then they should ask the other people what their names are so they can find them or arrest them for trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. No charges are filed. So dumb. It's makes so Vince McMahon look like such an idiot. Yes. I mean, I, everything about that whole thing sucks. Like, I was excited for it at first, yeah. like when they destroyed SmackDown and, and you know, all that. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. This, uh, it reminds me of the Nexus when they first debuted them. Until, like, that. an hour later, they were like, oh, that group, that mysterious group that appeared, they're Retribution. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, why the fuck do we already know their name? Yeah. If you know their name, uh, oh, wh- why didn't you, like, have them arrested? Well, they sent us a creepy message saying they were Retribution. Yeah. Like, you're all, they don't know how to do it. No. We could book it so much better and make it such a cool angle. You have, first of all, you have talent. And the two girls that you brought up, they are talented girls. Yeah. Right? You have talented wrestlers. Dijakovic is a unique talent. He's tall. Yeah. He can wrestle. Even Dion Madden looked like he wasn't a bad wrestler. And Shane Thorne isn't bad either. And Shane Thorne, you have good. Shane Thorne is really good. You have good and, talent. And Dio Madden has such a unique look to him. Yeah. That makes him stand out. Like, yeah. How many guys look that look like him are wrestling? Yeah. yeah. So you had something really good that you could do some good angles all you needed to do is give them a good mouthpiece of someone on the roster that's behind it and tell a good story you know i still think daniel bryan would be a good fit to lead that group yeah i also think ko would be a good fit for it too pretending that he's a good guy then ended up being like screw this system you know rollins Mm -hmm. is another good one there's lots of good ones you could use yeah. yeah, but it's, I don't think you're going to get that. I think no. you're, you're going to see these guys through Survivor Series, and you're never going to see them again. Yeah, then they'll all be broken up. It'll be like the Nexus. They'll get defeated by Team WWE, and then, like, someone had the perfect quote. Someone said, wait till a year from now. Watch this quote that I'm going to put in here, and it's going to be true. Next year, you'll be seeing T-Bar and Mace and Slapjack all chasing our truth around for the 24-7 title. <laughs> and, and that's exactly right. We'll be watching this going... Oh, T-Bar's chasing R-Truth. T-Bar's your new 24-7 champion. And then R-Truth rolls him up and be like... Well, who's a- get, which one of them's going to get eaten by a shark? Oh, because Tazawa got eaten by a fucking shark. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. Is he dead now? 
that that was on Raw that Tozawa got eaten by a shark. And that's sad that this this show's so bad that you forget that someone in yeah. a fictional story about uh, about like athletics and, and, and fighting got eaten by a fucking shark. And little Jimmy was back. I heard. And he was at the beach. Little okay. Jimmy. Little Jimmy in the tag team in the twenty four seven championship is our truth's family. <laughs> oh God, Vince. Oh God. All right, let's go to NXT. We talked way too long about fucking Monday Night Raw. It is it's horrible. It. I, I think Simon Miller gave it one up and 11 downs yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it's possibly the worst Raw in the re- last five years. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Which is a shame because they were doing some good stuff on there that it was actually not bad. And, like, they had some enjoyable angles. The Hurt Business has been good. The Rollins stuff. The Dominic stuff. And then they just came out with this, and you're like, what the hell? Nuts. <laughs> Makes it's like they destroyed everything that they'd been building toward. They did on Monday. They did. Dabakato is like the new big heel. Got beat up by Braun Strowman, so now he not only got beat up but got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you were just like, like, how can we write this to fuck it up like so bad? Like, I feel like someone's like, this is a joke. Yeah. Like this is almost like you need the Infinity Stones to re- restart yeah. Raw. <laughs> no, and then the- they ruined Retribution that they've been building up, and this yeah. is now a joke. What they need is someone to come in and buy the WWE from Vince McMahon. That would Donald be, Trump did that once. That would be the best thing because the guy's so out of touch with what people actually like and what is good. And when there is a good idea, like I really think the Thunderdome was a good creative idea yep. that came from them. Something different, something to help with the way things are, and then mm-hmm. it's just stupid layers of shit. That ruin regular stuff. He cannot let a tag team tag teams happen. He breaks up every tag team. Just get rid of the belt. Like, just get rid of the tag team belt. Like, it's not. Which one? There's so many of them. Get rid- we said get rid of all the men and make it like the women's that go through all of them. That's yeah. what you have to do because there's they have four tag team championships across their their brands. Yeah, yes. and they have four tag teams, <laughs> basically. All right, so let's go to NXT. Uh, Brock, what did you think of the Women's Battle Royal to start the show? I thought it was good. I liked the ending. Yeah. and uh, I, I thought that was neat. The Casey Catanzaro stuff was funny the first time, but then when they kept it going yeah, to it, it got a little old. She was doing like her Kofi Kingston stuff, you know, where she's walking on her hands and all that other stuff. But I like uh, Candice LeRae winning. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Her That's and good. Johnny are going for two different titles now. Yeah, I hope they both win, make them even more obnoxious. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care for the Atlas Champa match. I thought it was kind of predictable and boring. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Atlas. They're kind of pushing him there for a little while when they were trying to do the interim cruiserweight thing. Like they were, he was having good competitive matches. Now he's just kind of like a jabroni. Yeah, he's young. They got a lot with him. Got a lot of time with him. Um, then you had Roderick Strong. They had that thing where the tag teams Strong and Birch represented their tag teams. They tagged together. To face Eichner and Mendoza representing their tag teams, they won so strong and Birch, and their the undisputed Aaron and Birch and Larkin will fight next week for the number one contendership. That was good. I thought they did some different like unique. That way- match was good. That match was really good. I thought they did a lot of unique ways of uh, finding number one contenders with the women's battle mm-hmm. royal, the elimination. They did a lot of di- different things that night. Um, then Damian Priest fought Austin Theory. Austin Theory is the new like. Uh, jobber on, on this show. Mm-hmm. 
He's not like a jobber. Like, he's good, and he, like, takes you to the limit, but they have him losing a lot more now than they did before. He's going to be that for a while. He's the new Dolph? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, he's, his role has changed, probably because a lot of the stuff that came out with him and all mm, of that. You absolutely. Know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, but I tell you what, that was a good match with him, and, um, I love Damian Priest right now. He's my guy. I, I love everything about him. I, I don't want him to see him lose the Gargano. I like his run with the belt. I think he's great. Yeah, he's good. Um, just the, the cockiness of him, and he's still a good guy. I think yeah. he does that well. Yeah, the, the sunglasses in the back, the talking to the girls, the entrance. I like all of it. I like it the whole package. It's all good. Um, show Undertaker. He is. Then you had Ridge Holland's back. He beat up a jobber. Ridge Holland's pretty good. Who the fuck's Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland's that guy from the NXT. Guy, rugby player. Uh, rugby player that's real okay. tough. Built like a brick shit house. They say he's built like Wolverine because he's short but strong. He does a lot of power moves. He's a hell of a talent. He's um, good. He's good. He's gonna. I think he's going to be all right. Um, and then you had the gauntlet elimination match, which I thought was good. Yeah. I was happy to see my boy Kyle O'Reilly win. Yeah, that was cool. I, I, I'd like to see him get a good singles run. Yeah, I like the way they did a lot of the eliminations. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Those, all those guys in that match can go. NXT's got such a good roster. They do. Yeah. They have a lot of talented guys on that roster. Mm -hmm. A lot. Every match, guys really put their all into it. It was pretty good. Uh, let's go over to AEW then. AEW, uh, of course, won the ratings war. They always do. Um... 835 they were down again to uh 696 nxt kind of stayed right where it was AEW had the million views and they were in the 900s now they're down to 835 um i think their tuesday show did kind of good too the tuesday show the only thing i watched on that was um brandy rhodes lost to anna j okay anna j looked good I think she's one of their young stars that they can start to. She did some good moves on her because I don't think Brandy is the best wrestler, but Anna Jay was good, and she's improving too. I mean, like for just being. Yeah, she's young. Yeah. So. You meant Brandy's improving. Yes, I think Brandy's improving too. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, Spears versus Matt Seidel was was pretty entertaining. Spears won. Okay. I like that no one's mentioning Matt Seidel's box botch. They mentioned it on uh, being the elite. They did. Yeah, I saw it on there. But like on here, like they had uh, Scorpio Sky go talk to him. Uh, okay. Scorpio wrestled some jobber guy to start the match and beat him. But well, I heard that that jobber guy is going to be someone that is pretty decent. I'm he say was good. Will Hobbs. They're going to try to start. Yeah, know. he was good. He had a good match with him. Um, but he was in the back. He was like, "Oh, Matt Seidel, you're." Your your premiere on here and the, and the match was great. You had a great casino battle royal debut. He's like you were great, and then like Sean Spears talking about it, I was like, oh his debut was really good, but I'm gonna beat him. And I'm like, no, they're saying it was like really good, but no one's mentioning that botch. He didn't do it in the match either. He went to do it, and Spears like low blowed him and then hit him with that loaded fist and then okay. did his pinning on him. So I was like, oh here he goes, is he gonna do it? And he didn't get it. So maybe he doesn't. I don't know if he's working on it or not. But yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just an hour long. Um, I like that he's with Tully still. Yeah, I like that he's still with Tully. Spears doesn't get a lot of main time, you no. know. And hopefully he will at some point in time. But 
But uh, then to kick off Dynamite, we had uh, Miro and Saban in the debut of Miro fighting Janelle and Sonny Kiss. What did you think, Brock? It was what it was. I, I don't like the, how they're using Miro. I don't either. I don't think it was that good of a match. Yeah, I don't think it was that good either. I thought it was kind of <coughs> kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really like Miro with, with Saban and Penelope Ford. I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to last. I think after the whole wedding thing's over, I'm not really feeling the whole best man gimmick. Yeah. The song, I'm the best man, I'm the best man, you know. You could package him better. Yeah. And he needs to do something different that separates him from WWE Rusev. When he's, he's not doing. He's oh. just coming out. And- yeah, his it's still Bulgarian brute stuff. The stomp, yeah. the finish him thing, the, the, the chair and all that, yeah. you know. There needs to be some different, more, I think, because I, I think the guy can do more athletic moveset, but you need to do something different with him. What do you think, Brock? I agree. It's just Rusev light. Yeah. Maybe they will. Um, my favorite favorite segment of the night, I really enjoyed the Hangman Evil Uno match. That was a good match. Yeah, it was good. But that was good. I love the whole Hangman-Kenny dynamic. I like that Kenny keeps coming out and talking about him and every match and hangman kind of looks back hangman's good in the singles run mm-hmm. um we of course have to mention that like Stu grayson wasn't there there's a lot of rumors going around that uh there's like four or five guys in AEW that might have covid oh boy uh of course the announcement came that archer had caught it that's why he wasn't there yesterday yep did you hear that brock no i hadn't heard that yet that's why they didn't do that three-way match that they were going to have. Uh-huh. And they did that Eddie Kingston match instead. Because Lance Archer has COVID. Oh, that's nice. And they have fans there and stuff. and Yeah. Yep. And then, and then, you know, like, the Butcher and Blade weren't there. Brian Cage wasn't there. There's a lot of guys weren't there that they're thinking maybe had it. So, you know, have to see what happens. Because, yeah, they have a lot of, there's a lot of people there and stuff. Yeah, that could be that could kill them if they have a big outbreak and somebody heaven forbid dies or something from it. Yeah. A fan or something. Yeah, their fans aren't really close to them, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, but and it is outside. There's enough of them there. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, um, hopefully nothing happens. Yeah, hopefully Archer's okay and the rest of those guys are okay. Uh TNT championship, Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy. What'd you think about this one, Ken? Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with any of the matches overall of the night. I thought, you know, they were all okay. This one, I, we kind of talked about it. That oh, this I didn't want this to be Orange Cassidy's match for the TNT. This could have been anybody yeah. to, to get to the end of, you know, of having Cody come out. You could have gave this to Scorpio Sky. You could have mm-hmm. gave this to Matt Cardona. You could have given this to a lot of guys to make them look strong. Yeah. But having to de- having to overcome the whole dark order business. But yeah. um, I think I thought this was was a little bit of this flicker. I thought this was a little bit of a letdown for Orange after beating Jericho and kind of right. being on a hot streak. Yeah. Then he got beat up. You know, and especially him having the big pop at the end of like. The tag match with best friends and everything yeah. else is coming out. Like, this doesn't seem like a great point for him right now. So. Yeah. What What do you think, Brock? I agree. It just seemed to fall flat. Like, he, he should be. 
to me, after winning twice, two out of three against Jericho, that puts you at main event level. Yeah. And then they kind of knocked him right down that he's not even that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got beat up a lot in that match. He had some offense at the end, but I, I don't know. The Dark Order annoys me, all those lackeys. I really don't like the direction that they take with them. I, I don't like that silver guy who's like running around, dropping the title, goofing off, doing all... He was beating up Orange Cassidy's jacket for a while there, and then, like, Brody Lee has to yell at him all the time. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of odd. I don't know where they're going with the whole Dark Order thing. It's the most disappointing thing about AEW. Is the Dark Order all the way they are? I would like to see Brody Lee leave the Dark Order. I agree. Or I'd like to see Evil Uno leave the Dark Order. and and go back. I'd like to see Evil Uno do a, uh, a mutiny. Yeah. Yeah, and take it back over. Try and turn it serious again. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were way more serious before that yeah. started. They were yeah, dark. Yeah, the last show of the year of 2019 was them laying out the elite, like having yeah. them carted off and all yeah. that. Yeah. And really, since Brody Lee's been there, it's all about him. Yeah. And he's just Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's T- he's TNT Vince McMahon, who the way he yells at everybody and treats people mean. They're con- the spoofing Vince McMahon is just old to me. Yeah. Like, be the exalted one, be something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, right there with you. Yeah. Then you had um, another segment that I thought was really odd was Matt Hardy and Private Party coming out, then talking to Jericho in the inner circle, and then like the Private Party guys issued challenges. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. It, it felt kind of flat to me. I, it's your typical wrestling promo. Nothing great, but it's going to set up a Jericho versus what's his name Isaiah Casting match, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think well, that's cool though because Jericho give him a rub and make him look good. Yeah, Jericho is doing a lot for those guys, so that's good. Um, it, it's probably going to be Matt Hardy and Jericho are obviously going to have another match of some sort once Matt Hardy's cleared. Yeah, Hardy the Hardy Party. <laughs> I will oh, say yeah. that. Um, Private Party's new song is so much better than their oh, yeah. old song. <laughs> that old song was They terrible. finally figured it out. Their <laughs> new shot song is a lot better than than that old song. Um, then you had FTR come out with um, Tully and say that from... I didn't understand this. I had a hard time following this. Tag so the, Team Wrestling now is only going to be a 20-minute match. For the titles, the all title matches against them right now are going to be 20, only 20 minutes. 20 minutes of greatness. Bro. Yeah, and if you don't beat them in 20 minutes, the match is over and they automatically win. Okay. Because they're that good. They're that good. And then that brought out um, Best Friends, mm-hmm. and they had like they were going to fight them. I, I'm not feeling FTR too much in this. I I, I I don't know. It's I'm fine with it because this is like old. This is old wrestling. This is like we've talked about. This is like Deep South. This is like some yeah. shit that they would pull in like you know Crockett days. Like this is just weird. This is a storyline that you know that these guys are going to have these belts for a while. Yeah. Like, what do you think of it, Brock? Yeah, it's just. Like Ken said, it's definitely a throwback kind of storyline where the heels are making the rules for the matches and stuff. Because you know every match probably is going to end that way yeah. for yeah, a while. Some, some kind of role that they get out of and stuff. Like the Freebird rule, that kind of, you know, yep. the, the classic stuff that let bad guys hang on the belts and not actually beat people. Yep. Yeah. I just don't feel like they need that. I feel like they're good enough to, like, beat people straight up, you know. 
But I think it gives more to their character because if you remember in WB, they were kind of stale, just beating people up. They have personality. I'm fine. I'm I'm all right with this. I'm not like, oh, this is the greatest idea mm-hmm. ever, but it's it's something different. Well, shit, any tag team wrestling is different than what yeah. you're seeing anywhere else yeah. other than NXT. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. I think them versus best friends would be a good match. I think so, too, but I, also I don't want to see it because I know the outcome of it. They're going to lose. Yeah. 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 Or what's going to happen. And those guys are hot right now. They just beat yeah. Pound Powerful in a hell of a match and – it's going to happen that best friends are going to be winning and then the time's going to expire. Yep, that's yeah. going to happen for See, a while. That's why I kind of felt like FTR didn't need those belts yet. Yeah. That they could have done some other like feuds to get out of the way and you could have let best friends have their moment while they're hot with the belts. You know, you know I don't know. Still need a trio's belt. I'll say it every week. Yep. Uh, what did you think of the women's tag match? I actually enjoyed it. I like the storyline that they're doing right now with these two. Well, these are all vastly improved wrestlers that were in that ring yep. right there. With Sheeta, Rosa, Ivelisse, Diamante, this is way better than a year ago of like yeah. Nyla Rose versus some of the other ones that they had going. So these girls can at least wrestle. This this is a lot lot better improved. And then also too, like they just signed that Serena Deeb again, so they're yeah. they're getting some they're getting some talent. Yeah. What do you think, Brock? I agree. It was a good match. Yeah. They're definitely getting some more talent. How long do you think Thunder Rosa keeps this NWA title? Well, I, I, she's had it for a while. She's officially signed AEW now, right? Yeah. And they're starting to do, NWA's starting to do live shows on some streaming situation. Okay. So until they they build someone out, uh, build someone up, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're going to work together for a while. I mean, if I was the NWA, I, I, I wouldn't. Would, you? Yeah. Yeah. It gets it gets you notoriety. When else is your title going to be on TNT in prime time? Exactly, going up yep. against a WWE show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When was the last time that happened? Yeah. Never, never. Yeah, last I would time. keep working on them as much whenever they wanted, whatever AEW wanted. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, fine with. You could have our title over there. You could have it for a whole year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It can even be defended on your show. And I like that they're treating that that the tag tournament champs as like champion, like yeah, like a champion too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They carry their little gold medals. Their gold yeah. medals. Just give them belts already. Yep. Put the medals into the belts, you know. Because <laughs> the women title belt is so small, that's probably just about the same size. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, I don't think they have enough ta- women tag teams to have an actual tag team champion. Hey, Brock, the WWE doesn't have enough tag teams to have to, and they somehow managed to do it. They have four. They have, well, they have four different tag titles. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um... And then you had the title match where I was a little bummed. I understand why they did pull the Eddie Kingston card already, but I liked Eddie having that whole, I was never eliminated. I wanted him to drag that out for a while, uh-huh. but they kind of had to pull the card on yeah. it for something to do, which I understood. But um, he did good. I thought he did good against Moxley. Um, I thought it was a good match. I agree. They have a similar style that works well. So um, Then they got the shit kicked out of them at the end. All the good guys. Which is, you know, how, how that's a... Yeah, you lay out all the good... Will Hobbs came out, he got beat yeah. up, Darby came out. I like that they're using Will Hobbs in this yeah. fashion. It's good for him. Makes him look good. Yeah. Um, I like Eddie Kingston. I like the promo that he cut yeah. earlier where you're saying Moxley went and, and sports entertained for a while. Yeah. And it made him soft. <laughs> Eddie's good. Yeah, he's one of the better promos. Yeah, good for him. He did good. Um, I think what some of the stuff 
that they announced for next week? Well, can we talk about the dog collar? The oh, we didn't talk about Cody. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the Brody Lee match, Cody returned uh, with much really dark hair. Yes. Really dark Don hair. Don Beardy beard dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Cody's return? you think they pulled the trigger on it early because people are out sick, Brock? Uh, probably, because it did seem kind of like uneventful. Yeah. I like how the ent- the announcers didn't know who it was. Yeah. When he came out, they were like, what's this now? Who could this be? I'm like, it's Cody. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Who is music this? by now? Oh, yeah. especially when the, his music. Is, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just Cody's music. This is his long intro. And they're like, this could be some kind of trick by the Dark Order. I'm like, this is a pretty weird trick. Like, yeah, this isn't a weird <laughs> trick. This is Cody. Yeah. But uh, I don't think that Brody Lee should have been the one calling for that dog collar. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Yeah. I don't understand why Brody Lee ran from him. This is a guy that you beat in three minutes. You destroyed him. You had him outnumbered. He was alone. He had no chair with him. All he did was beat up number five. And they all ran from him. I'm like, why are they running from Cody? I didn't really understand it. I like that Cody's back. I love Cody. They're surprised. But they were all like, let's get out of here. And they all ran. And then he wants to have a dog collar match. Yeah, which I'm all, I love a good dog collar match. I think it's going to be. Is this odd that that's what he went for? Yeah, but. Valentine and Piper. But here's my thing is, like, that's that's what the he that's what the face does. Like, listen, Brody, you're not going to run away from me anymore. I'm going to get you in the ring for a dog collar match. Right, like, right, right. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what the promise should have been. I'm like, why are you cutting this promo? Yeah, his promise should have been, I already beat you. I don't need to fight yeah, you. Yeah, like, that should have been it. Like, it, made, it, it was a weird promo because he was like, you think I'm a coward because I just ran from you? You're the coward because you let other people fight your battles. Well, that I get the promo itself because was, it was big, a big contradiction of everything he's been doing. But, like, this, like I feel like he should have been the one that's like, you're not going to run, you know. I don't yeah, know. it was strange. That should have been. I like, like how he said, your wife posts. What thirst trap? Thirst <laughs> thirst traps on Twitter. Yeah, like sexy photos and stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was odd. It was very odd. He wants to have a dog collar match. Cody should wrestle him, and he says if 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 Birdie Lee loses, he's got to break up the Dark Order. That'd be the best thing that could ever happen. Well, what do you do here if they're gonna fight soon? Does Cody get his belt back, or do you make Cody lose again to him? He's gonna get the belt back. Already, and that's like it for Brody Lee. Like he had it five weeks, and then I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel like this is. I just feel it feels rushed. Like yeah, it does feel rushed. I feel like Cody could have stayed away from that for a while. Yeah. you know, or just keep showing up and caught do the sting treatment. Cody keeps showing up and like, and ruining their plans. Yeah, yeah before it build up to it. Because like, I've heard that they're already going to put that match. Maybe if not next week, the week after. Why? They should. That's like WWE draws things out too long. AEW's like fucking bang bang bang. Like it's gonna yeah. be out right away. Like why couldn't well, AEW st- does do some long storytelling, like, like Cody, the Kenny and thing that's been going on for a while. But like, wouldn't you know? it be better if like Cody was taking out members of the Dark Order and you just didn't see him anymore? Yeah. Like he and then he went in numerical order, so it was like yeah, know, like, yeah. He, got, he got one <laughs> and five yeah. and a Jay's last because she's ninety nine yeah, for exactly. some reason. She should have been sixty nine. Oh. <laughs> That's what Jr. would say, Ken. I know Jr. was on a roll last night. Jr.'s growing on me. Like, I don't know. He's a mess. I think he doesn't even know where he's at half the time. I'm fine with it. Yeah. 
Oh, we forgot to talk about one thing on NXT that I'm curious about, Brock. What do you think that mysterious promo is for? I don't know if I saw that. So there's a promo for, it looked like it was being done through like a video game okay. character. And it was like this apocalypse wasteland. And it was like green. And the voice was like going in and out where it sounded kind of like a man, then a woman, then a machine. And it was like scratching. It was like something about like something you did lured me back here. And now I must come claim what's mine. And then there was like a trophy case of all these old NXT looking belts in it. Like the old woman's and the old title. And it was like all this stuff and like guns and violence and it was like i must return to claim the nxt ground and and this stuff and you're gonna all pay and then it was like 10 4 because that's the date of the, of the takeover okay. it was like 10 4 and it was just huh. like like in green letters like on fire and i'm like what the fuck is this now is this retribution for nxt Samoa <laughs> joe you think it's maybe Samoa uh, joe? Karrion cross is better he's back already <laughs> no, it didn't look like a carrying promo. I was trying to think who from like main roster they would maybe pull down there. Bobby Roode. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Somalia Joe. How about uh, Bo Dallas? That would be good because he was like, the, wasn't he the first he NXT champion? He was the first champion? NXT champion. I'd be down with Bo Dallas. I'd be down for a repackage Bo Dallas. Yeah. Like he's like pissed off that he was a joke on the main roster. He was the first NXT champion. He can't be Bo Dallas. Can't be Bo Dallas. You have to be something darker. He's got to be Wyndham Rotunda. It's not his name. <laughs> That's, That's his, his brother's name. He's Duke. I don't care. He's Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> Maybe he could do like a Bray Wyatt character down on the... Uh... I think Bo would be a cool thing. Yeah. Repackage him. Give him something to do. I'm down with it. Actually, I'm down with both him and... What's his name? Oh, no. They let the other guy go. They uh, let Axel... Yeah. Is he Curtis gone? Curtis yeah, Axel gone? Curtis Axel got let go. Curtis Axel Rod. Yeah, I, I think I'd be okay with um, it being Bo Dallas. Especially that he was looking at the first ever championship and he was Bo like, Dallas and Bobby Roode repackaged to be Bo Roode. The Brood. It's the Brood! I figured it out. It's Gangrel. <laughs> it, it is the Brood. <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, it was different. It was odd. So, I have to try and find that on the show too. At least it's not coming back on. Ten, if there's any clues. Ten. Ten. Remember ten, ten, ten? Oh, yeah. Abyss. Yep. Poor Abyss. Where's Joe Park? He hasn't been on SmackDown in a few weeks. <laughs> He's the only thing that can save Raw is, is Joe Park. Is Joe Park. So we'll see. Another mysterious happening. You know it's going to suck. Yep. <laughs> no, not on NXT. Well, yeah, that's true. NXT, they'll probably do it right. What if it's just Retribution again and they're on NXT? <laughs> Uh, oh, retribution! What other like if they're looking at the women's title too? What woman's kind of floating around that has it? It seemed really like been... it was a female and male voice. Maybe it's both a, a female come. Who was the first ever women's NXT champion? Paige. Paige. If it's Paige and Bo Dallas, Paige can manage Bo Dallas. Maybe. Could be Paige. What if it was Alexa Bliss and the guys? For, what was the name of that? The Oh, what was her tag Blake team? And Murphy. It was Blake, Blake and Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that was great when she managed them. That's when she was dating poor Buddy Murphy. He's not dating her anymore. No, 
She's dating Ryan Cabrera, an old 80s or 90s singer. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. I I don't know what other women it could be. Uh, Unless it's Paige as a manager. You have to watch it and see if you pick up any clues. From yeah, me. I have to see if there's any clues. Clues. And then we'll talk about it some more. Cryptic clues. Oh. Cryptic clues. Stop saying cryptic. <laughs> All right. Well, that about does it for this well, week. We have we failed to mention the biggest and saddest story of the week. Oh yeah. yes, yes, the passing of animal. Right Sixty years old. Did anyone see how he? Passed? They said he died of natural causes, and he's sixty years old. That seems odd to me. Yeah. What are natural causes when you're sixty? That's relatively young. Well. He might have not lived the the best life in his. Early. I doubt either. There was probably a lot of steroids yeah. and drugs and. Like, you know, early on in his career, like, you know, takes a toll on you. But, you know, I'll be honest, the the Road Warriors is what got me into wrestling. Yeah. Seeing them, they were larger than life. And I, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, they definitely revolutionized. Like, how many knockoffs they spawned, even to this day, you know. Yeah. They were the coolest thing I've ever seen when I first saw them come out. Like, you thought... Mm -hmm. Oh, because being a comic book kid and liking that, I was like, "Wow, yeah. those guys! These are the guys right here." And they got yeah. like they got the fact that it was like, you know, they were guys that were larger than life. Like you saw them, they're like, "Well, yeah, they're gonna beat the shit out of people." Even their WWE runs, I thought, were still good too. Yeah, and, and they, they were, were like, Ella, Legion of Doom yeah. and their and their music. And that's the and that's the worst versions of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 right. Like, I remember I had the old uh, Remco figures that came with Paul Ellering. And, uh-huh. like, I, I have those. Yeah, like, and that's how I knew them was from, like, yeah. you know, you know, World Championship Wrestling, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was. Yeah. Now, they they, were great. Um, now my all-time favorite Survivor Series team is all together again in heaven. The it Ultimate was, Warrior, the Road Warriors, and the modern-day warrior, Carrie Von Eric. Yeah, the, the Texas Tornado. Yep. Yep. What were they called? The Warrior. They were just the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was a great the best, team. Best use of a Survivor Series team, I think. How much time. steroids is on that team? <laughs> so much. <laughs> that was just a roided up. That that um beyond what, what was the show we watched? Dark side. Dark of side of the ring. That yeah. one was good on on the Road Warriors. Yeah. I, see, I kind of thought that was a smear campaign against the Hawk by Animal. It was it a kinda, little bit. Yeah. It kind of made me mad. When he the talk wasn't around to tell his side of the story, and they just kind of made him look like a complete asshole. Yeah, that he was drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. That when they had that SummerSlam match and they drove the motorcycles down, that Hawk <laughs> yeah. was smashed and he was drunk. <laughs> and he just did that dark side of the ring like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's just sad. Like, you know, these guys are dying so young. The yeah. guys from our childhood are all gone. Oh yeah, it's well, it's true. I mean, it's uh, other than Hogan, he's still hanging around. Hogan and Flair are about the only ones left. Sting, you can't kill Flair. He's they've, they've tried. The thing that Ric Flair is outliving all these guys is yeah. crazy. <laughs> the way he was. What's the quote from the airplane crash? Like I crashed an airplane. I almost died. And I went back to defend my title like a week later or some shit. Not my only, favorite Ric Flair quote is the one where he's like, "I got struck by lightning," and the guy next to me died. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that stuff is crazy. And if you read his autobiography, when he tells the story of what's um, 
What's Valentine's dad's name? Johnny. When he's driving in a car, he used to drive like four hours to wrestling events with Johnny Valentine uh-huh. in the snow on icy roads in his Cadillac, drunk. Valentine would be drunk, smoking a cigar <laughs> with all the windows down, going 90 down the highway. And he said at least once a week he would spin the car out and put it in a ditch. He's like, how I didn't, how we never died, I have no idea. But he would tell that story about like that commute. Yeah. And he'd be like, finally, when I got money, he'd be like, I don't have to ride the Valentine anymore. Yeah. Like I can now fly to these shows, which is easier. Then the plane crashes. Yep. It's just crazy. Drinking a whole yeah, twelve pack really of beer that. all the way to the to the show and driving and throwing the cans at the stop sign at the, at the road <laughs> sign to see if you can hit them. Yeah. The 80s, they were a different time. Oh, my God. And people complain now about your kids going out and doing stupid shit. Like, yeah. Imagine all that that went on. No seatbelts either. That no seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> he said he just sit in the back seat and pray that he didn't die. <laughs> it's madness. Nature Boy. We have, there's not many left from that 80s generation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, all of them. You got Jake the Snake still hanging around, Honky Tonk Man. DBRC. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. He never drank, so he's gonna he's gonna live for a while, so he's fine. Yeah, but like Macho, Savage. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. Macho. <laughs> Warrior. Yeah. You know, all those dudes. Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Andre. Yeah, so many of them. Sad. It really is sad. Like yeah. I'm glad like the the '90s guys seem to you know that that culture changed, and I think those guys are going to live long lives. But yeah, because like the generation before are still alive. Before the '80s, it was just that rock star era of the '80s. I think. And like which ones are still alive from just, that? Like who's one from there? Hmm? Who's one that's still alive from the era before? Um, like big stars? Yeah. Let me think. Bob Backlund. Backlund's still alive. I mean, Bruno was, died at like 90. Yeah. yeah. Like. I mean, they, you know, they lived to be old at least. I mean, yeah. a lot of them have died, but. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't die in their 60s, you know. Mm-hmm. You still have like Arn and Tully. Those guys yeah. are still around. They're relatively young too, though. Yeah, yeah. Arn Anderson has looked like he's forty-five for like <laughs> for like twenty years yeah. now. Yeah, he's had the same body and yeah. the same facial hair. But like, if you remember mm-hmm. seeing him in like the late eighties, and you're like, "Oh, Arn Anderson, he's a, he's a, he's like a, a grizzled vet," and he's like twenty, yeah, and he looked really old. He had yeah. a big beard, bear, belly, and yeah, balding. Yeah. Arn was born looking old. Yeah, yeah. Some people just are born old. Looking. Yeah, and then they're that they look that same way forever. Yeah, Arn and Oli looked really old. Yeah, and then you read now and they're like, oh, they're like twenty six in that video. Yeah, like, really, yeah. Like, like they're forty eight. They're not brothers either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Minnesota, All right, well, you know, rest in peace. Animal. But like Luthez lived to be what eighty five or something yeah. like that, and um. Danny Hodge, I think he is he still alive? I if he if he's not alive, he just died recently in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like all those, you know, those guys live to be pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, definitely crazy. It's just something about that 80s, you know, like it was just there was no no boundaries. Like yeah, that was well, it was nuts. It was, it was cocaine-filled parties and well, steroids and the money was so high. 
And like yeah, yeah. they're making so much so they just burnt out so fast. Yeah. The yeah. money was hot. Yeah. And so were the women. So were the butts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's about it for this week. Rest in peace, animal and you know, that whole family. The Laranitis. The prayers go out to them. Take yeah. us out, Ken. All right, everyone, have a good night. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, and tell your friends. Enjoy. Later. <laughs>